Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. Good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. That's right. As usual, my Sunday fun days get mixed up with some live podcasts. So that's right. We're recording this live on a Sunday fun day. Went skiing this morning, and then I had to go help my wife buy a car for their new vet doctor. I don't know. Or we're shopping. or It's a thing. I don't know. There's appointments. It's married life. I'm not even married a year yet. I, I'm still getting used to it. In two days, as we're recording this, I will be married one year. So, ladies and gentlemen, I've got a new guest co-host because that's what we do here. We bring on new guest co-hosts. We excite you. We inspire you. We empower you. Keyword empowerment today. Maybe motivate you to do some better things in your life. And today's guest co-host is connected with us thanks to a past recent guest co-host. Shout out to Pam Perry. And yeah. uh, she might know a little bit about life. And uh, that'll be an acronym. We'll get into that as well. L-I-F-E, life. And she does know a little bit about connecting and networking and empowering others. And she definitely believes in real people and real connections. And she's got 20 years, you know, gained and you know, experience and knowledge and understanding about life in general. And uh, I like a little thing here. She says she realizes that you never graduate from the school of experience. Because that's right, people. I've said this before on this show. We are lifelong learners. And uh, there's a lot more to her bio. She's definitely big in connecting with ladies out there. Uh, but obviously, as a guy, I'm excited to connect with her, too. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the connection from Pam Perry herself, LaShawn England, welcome to the show. Thank you. So excited to be here with you, Steve. Yeah, last time you and I, uh, you know, connected up, I think I was at a trade show. And uh, yeah. and by the way, I think you might have said Steve, and good job, because my number two name in life is Steve. Everybody calls me Steve, but it's really Scott. And it happens all yeah. the time. I'm not kidding you. It happened today, skiing. A, a, a friend of a friend. They've seen me many times. Like, Steve, what's up, bro? And I'm like... Still Scott, but I'll take Steve. It's cool. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I guess I look like a Steve. I don't understand it. I'm going to go with it. That'll be my alternate personality in life. And uh, maybe that'll be my public speaking when the book comes out. I'm just going to go speak as Steve. So, um, <laughs> But listen, I'm excited to connect, catch back up with you. Uh, where are you airing from today? I'm airing from Livonia, Michigan. And is it cold? You know what? It's not so bad. The sun is shining. It's 45 degrees outside, which is great for Michigan right now, especially with uh, this season in, in March, getting ready to go into the spring. So we're all excited to be able to have the sun on a Sunday. It's a great day to be out and driving. Well, you have the same temperature as us here in northeastern Pennsylvania, about an hour north of Philadelphia. So we're going to match it up. I'm excited. And uh, and it is sunny. But last time you and I chatted, it was a bit brisk and cold where I was at. And I think it was brisk and cold where you were at. So, yeah, it was freezing. Yeah. So, hey, celebrate the sun. So, yes. <laughs> so, let, let's let's just catch people up. Like, you're rocking from Michigan. And last time I checked, you haven't done a ton of podcasts yet, have you? No, I haven't. Where are we at? Where are you at in the count? How many? You know what? I would say at the beginning, I got about five under my belt right now. Okay. Uh, thinking Solid. about doing it full time um, with a show in the, in, the, in the fall. But you know what? It's just something new to me. I love talking to people live. So 
never ever really crossed my mind about doing podcasts until it just became a big thing and everybody's like oh you need to do it so now I'm excited about it and uh glad to be able to grow in it and see how it works and hopefully it'll work for me later on well to be fair you're actually a step ahead of most people a lot of people would prefer to do a podcast than ver versus go live like apparently live is like the scary thing. So I think it's awesome that you're willing to like, oh, I'll go live. I'll do live webinars. I'll go Facebook live, whatever. But for some reason, podcasting is easier. But I'm like, well, that's why I, that's why like today you and I are live streaming on the Live the Fuel Facebook feed. So people hearing this in the podcast world, this would have already aired weeks ago uh, because I believe in just getting out there ASAP, make sure we're not slowing down the message and we're getting the content out there. Um, but let me go ahead and throw that one right at you. Cause you're the guest co-host today. You're not being interviewed. You're helping rock the show. But what is the deal with people being afraid of going live? What are your thoughts on this? Cause you're all about empowerment and networking and connecting with people. So I figured you'd be a great person to answer that. You know what? I, I think Scott, what it is is that people are just shy. You know what I'm saying? Because you're actually sitting in front of an audience and you have to actually see their faces and what's going on with them. And some people are intimidated by the faces that they see before them. And so they kind of shy away from doing live. You know, it's easier to stand behind a desk. It's easier to stand behind a podium and, and not see anybody or be in the comfort of your own home away from everybody. That's a comfort zone. People like comfortability. And so, and, and they also like familiarity. That's familiar. You know, it's easy to do it that way. So, but when you get in front of a live audience, oh my goodness, it's just like, you know, I really have to be who it is I am. They can see all of my expressions. They can see everything that's going on with me. So I think that's the difference between, you know, going live and what's the scary thing about it. Well, and so let's pause on that. So I know a lot of people, when they're hearing you and I just, we're all excited about it, right? Like I, people joke around the time, like, Scott's got no problem going live. Well, LaShawna has no problem going live now either, but we weren't always here where we're at today. And I Not think what you're talking about, the shy factor, I don't care who you are in life. I truly believe in anybody out there. Like if you believe in your message or you believe in what you want to share, the sooner you start going live, so to speak, it doesn't have to be live on social media. It can be live in person at a church. It can be live in person at a networking event or whatever. Like, get out there and meet people because that's what mankind, womankind, all of us are meant to do. We're psychologically, it's been proven that human beings who shelter themselves and hide in like a basement and play video games all day are not going to develop right. Right? We need to be surrounding ourselves with other human beings. What are your thoughts? Absolutely. On that? Absolutely. We need to, because you know what? That connection gives you growth. It allows you to soar. It allows you to increase your life. Those real people, real connections that allows you to see what's going on in the world. You know, because when you're doing it by yourself, it's like you're kind of isolated, like I said before, and then you don't know what's happening. You don't know how to interact with people. The social skills are just lost, right? That's what we're dealing with right now with a lot of our young people that grow up and they are always on their uh, iPads. They're always on their laptops. You know, I got a couple of teenagers. And so I'm watching them. I'm like, you know what? Put that down. And even some adults, they get into that. Put it down. Get out into real life. Get to meet some real people and learn how to interact with, with others. It will even brighten up your day. You'd be surprised at what comes your way when you go live and when you connect with people. Yeah, I, I agree with this because... It is, I guess I could throw the word out here, scary, 
how much I, I love technology. I'm a tech. I'm a geek. I got three monitors in front of me. So when you see my head on a swivel, it's because I got a lot going on here. I got a command center, you know, but it's like, I didn't always have this, you know, it took time to build it up just like getting used to public speaking. Right. And, and getting on stage, which I do, I speak at a podcast conference every year. And I'm increasing that. And it's like, it didn't always happen overnight. Like you, it's like, I say all the time, I'm a fitness nut. It's putting in the reps, right? Like you go into the gym, you're like, okay, well, I don't really know how to lift a dumbbell too well. So maybe if I do it a few times, get some coaching, right? Get some instruction, right. learn the form and technique so you don't injure yourself. But then over time, through repetition, you can slowly increase the weights. You get stronger. You get more yeah. confident. And Absolutely. you become more physically fit. But in this situation, right. you're becoming more socially fit. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and the thing about it, when you become socially fit, when you do it more, like, like I said, you know, I'm kind of like considering myself as a beginner. The yeah. more I do this, the more it'll become easier for me. You know, I'll be able to have it like, hey, I can get it right into it. No problem. No fear. You know, we want to live in a time we want to have the kind of life where there's no fear. You know what I'm saying? And I think people at this particular time, even in life, you know, that fear factor is there and it's a barrier and it keeps them from moving ahead. It keeps them from going forward. But when you let go of that fear and you say, you know what, I'm going to jump into life. I'm going to continue to exercise this particular uh, opportunity, exercise this particular uh, thing that I can do. I become great at it. When you become great at it, you feel great. I like the fact you close there. You feel great. That's if if you Absolutely. if you if you had to stop the whole show right here, we could stop right now. It's like guys, like <laughs> it's okay to be a little selfish. Okay, you know what? Yeah. We're all trying to feel better in life. We're being bombarded by so much nowadays. Honestly, thanks to technology. I mean, there is a lot of bombardment going on. The smartphones, the iPads, uh, business is moving faster and quicker than it's ever been before. School, now you can, I mean, well, with everything going on, like you and I are recording right in the middle of the whole coronavirus thing. And right. there's people saying, hey, well, you don't have to actually leave school. We're going to shut down physical classes, but now we're going to launch online classes, virtual classes, because they don't want to send kids on a plane back home to another state where they're from. Like, let's just keep you here. We'll keep you healthy. We'll keep you fit. But now we're going to switch to virtual classes. So there's, there's that piece of uh, change and adaptation. And I think technology, when used the right way, will help you with that, right? Technology will help you make changes and adapt quickly. But not everybody understands that. Not everybody's willing to understand that. What are your thoughts on that? You know, just to share a little bit about my day on today, I had to take one of my daughters back to college on today. She's an RA. Too. And what happened with that was she's an RA. She couldn't leave. There's other students that were able to go home because, of course, all the classes are online. So what, what happens with that is those students get, you know, isolated again. Those students get to the point where, you know what, I have to do this online. I have to force myself to change and adapt to what's going on now. They're seeing something that we've never seen before. Of course, we've seen SARS and different things like that, but it's affecting them in a different way. But the great thing about this, Scott, is that these students, these young people, the millennials, what has happened with them is they've been doing it. They have these social skills. It's nothing for them to go out in a the crowd. They have no fear. As a matter of fact, I think that sometimes they're a little bit too uh, too easy, you know, too, 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 to the point where they don't fear anything. 
So, mm. but that to me, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. We can learn as adults, those of us who are adults, we can learn from these millennials. We can learn from the young people and what's happening with them and doing the online and branching out to other things and being able to grow because you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Like we're dealing with this coronavirus issue right now. We didn't anticipate this. We knew that it could happen, but we didn't anticipate it happening at the time that it did. But it quickly made us have to adjust ourselves and adapt to what's going on. People are staying home from work, you know, and they're having to work on their laptops from home and their desktops from home. And it's like, hey, you know, that's kind of boring for me. It's kind of different. I like the interaction. But you know what? The, The flip side of it, you're learning something new. You're doing something new. And you should get excited about that. Well, and I love what you're hitting on here right now because actually I'm going to connect with uh, some event stuff that you're working on right now too. And actually speaking of technology and adapting, like right now like your video feed, switch back to vertical. I don't know if you could shake it back or get it back to horizontal. It's up to you. Oh, there I you go. Boom, back again. See, this is what I love. <laughs> this, is what I love about we, this is why we go live because we don't hide anything. Like technology is always shifting. Zoom, <sighs> Zoom is sometimes a little pissy pants and messes with our iPhones and our video cameras and everything else. Now you're back to normal. Um but so on that point of change, one thing I learned from a great mentor a long time ago was I remember being frustrated in, the, in my corporate days, uh, and he's like, I, was, I wasn't being promoted. I busted my butt. I worked more hours than everybody else. I thought that's what you needed. Like, actually, you had to learn to be more efficient. You don't need to work more hours. People will just be smarter with your hours. Um, but then he's like, listen, Scott, he's like, you have to be willing to embrace change. He's like, if you're not embracing change, you're not going to be successful. So, yes, you're trying to force change, right? I'm trying to move up the ladder, right? But he's like, listen, you're putting in the work, but part of the work and willing to embrace change is also understanding that sometimes a change doesn't happen when you want it. So you keep working hard. You keep finding other ways to help make that happen. But in the end, if you're not embracing it and helping that flow state of change happening and you're fighting it, you're not going to succeed. You're not going to advance. You're not going to proceed in life. If anything, you're creating stagnation. And that's a big part of what you and I are talking about right now, right? Like people want to be empowered. They want to be motivated. They want to be inspired to progress in life. And if I tell you all the time, like we, you know, my tagline on my show is we feel your health, business, and lifestyle. If you want your health to grow, your business to grow and your lifestyle to grow. And you're somebody who's like, Oh no, if it's not happening within these two blinders and I don't care about anything else out there, you're not going to grow. You're going to be stuck exactly where you're at. Absolutely. You know what? Let me say something. You hit on something that is just so key right now. You know, corporate is an opportunity for us to grow and learn. When you get those opportunities to sit in the sit at the table uh, with those leaders and different personalities and different mindsets about, you know, what they think about certain topics, how people do things differently, like, oh, you know what? I'm growing. And that's what it's all about. When you get that under your belt. When you get that empowerment of being able to do something more than one way, you know what I'm saying? When you learn that, you can take it and move to the next level. And a lot of people are afraid to move to the next level. And a lot of people are stuck and stagnant because the next level is not something that I can see. It's not tangible. You have to have the faith to believe that you can go to that next level. But it's hard when you are not being told that. It's hard when you're not in a place where you're hearing from other people, where you're increasing, where people are pouring into you, when you have the mindset, you know what, I'm going to learn, 
I'm going to grow. Yeah, I messed up that time. Yeah, I missed it this time. But you know what? Next time I'm going to take what I learned and I'm going to go to the next level. This didn't work right this time, but I sat at the table with, with Scott and I learned, you know what, this is how it goes. This is what you can do. I'm going to take it to the next level. So when Scott sees me at that next level, he's going to say, wow, look at her. Look at what she's doing. She's fantastic. She got something out of it. She got it. She goes off to do her own business and she goes off to live her life. Wow. I had a piece of that. She grew. I grew. That's what life is all about. Yeah, you know, it's funny you're talking about that because I know part of your bio is you've done a lot of you're, – you're very big into charismatic speaking. I like that little spin. Um, and the coaching, and you, you're, you're a ministry leader. And, and you're, I like your other keyword of inspirationalist. And for years, like Live the Fuel originally started a long time ago as a, as a Facebook like page just to like things. And I would just post motivational posts. I, I put quotes or images that just motivated me, and I just wanted to share it. That's how it all started. Like there was no podcast, there was no company, there was no brand back then. There was none of that. There was no. Uh, there's a book finishing right now. Like there's none of that happening. And I didn't plan for all this. It just started unraveling when it all made sense, right? Mm -hmm. But right. back to your point is that a lot of us we set these set goals, and then you hit these roadblocks, and you hit these hurdles, which it's called life, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Be prepared for them. Uh, ergo, as we hinted earlier, embracing the change. That's what a roadblock is. That's what a speed bump is. It means that I think that's the universe talking to us and saying, Whoop. you know, you hit that break. You're like, it's either a break or it's just a bump, right? Like, okay, I'm going to, I'm right. going to get over this. But does that mean I, you know, do I make a change or do mm -hmm. I keep pushing on? It doesn't mean you have to make the change. It just means, hey, wake up call. Are you paying attention? Are you aware of where you're at right now? Because a lot of us put the blinders on and we lose that. I call it something I learned from firefighting. Something It's situational awareness. Like, are you mm -hmm. aware of everything going on around you? What are your thoughts on that? You know, when we take the time to look around and see what's happening and take it all in and just sit back and kind of meditate, think it through. It gives you an opportunity to get a different perspective on life and a different perspective about how things can go. You know, when you when when people are uh, stagnant, and what I, what I mean by stagnant, I don't, maybe that's not the best word, but when people don't have that uh, broadened sense of uh, awareness or they're not even concerned about yeah. what's going on around them, you know what I'm saying? They miss out. Yeah. You miss out on so much because you're not taking the time to look, you know, look at the birds, look at the sky, look at what's happening, look at what's happening in uh, one particular community. You know what I'm saying is another community might be starving. Another community community might be isolated in another community. You'll look around and be like, these people are coming together. They're helping one another. They're inspiring one another. They're supporting one another. Mm -hmm. You get a different perspective. We've got to keep our minds open. We've got to keep our, our, our heart open, you know, and our ears open and our eyes so that we can see what's going on. So it can broaden our horizons and that our perspective can even grow as well. I, I like the fact that you hit on communities because when I first hear it, I think of literally like my local community, my neighborhood, for example. Uh, but actually this nowadays, because back full circle to our earlier point on uh, iPads and technology and the online social media spaces, there's online communities. And from time to time, I, I'll, I'll pop into a community that I'm invited to. And I, 
even if I get a good finger on the pulse, it might stay for a while. Other times I'm like, eh, I'm good, I'm out, you know, because I learned a long time ago that we are the product of the people we spend the most time with. And if there's a lot of mm -hmm. negative Nancys in there and a lot of negative yeah. energy, I don't want to surround myself with that. But now in physical communities that we live in, you can't always make those changes right away. So there's those opportunities where it's like, you know, hey, man, look what's going on in that neighborhood over there. Mm -hmm. What can I do? Mm -hmm. What can we take from that? And it's not going to be easy sometimes. What can I take from their best practices and carry that into my community and get that going? One of the things I love is that um, it's not overly urban, but downtown uh, city of Allentown, Pennsylvania, in our area here, they've been going through a lot of revitalization recently. Mm -hmm. But if you go two blocks off of the downtown central revitalized area, it's not so good. Um, but I love it when I see somebody go in and they might buy a row home or a half a double or something like that down there and they clean it up and then mm -hmm. they clean it up and they make it look so good. And then all of a sudden that one neighbor down the street or right next door who didn't touch their property, all of a sudden maybe changes the landscaping a little bit, maybe paints the front of the house, maybe finally puts a new mailbox up. It doesn't have to be a complete revitalization of the property, but it's enough to trigger maybe some positive change, but sometimes it takes one or two people to get that going first. And I think that's a big thing that maybe we can expand on because I think people don't understand the power of that. You know, I'm going to say this. I have a saying, go where you grow. And when you grow, go. Hmm. And that doesn't always mean that you move, but you go from the place where you are to see something else. And sometimes that means that you bring it back. And when you bring it back, you are taking on that accountability and responsibility that we all have, right? To our communities, to our family members, to our friends, to people who are coming behind us. We have an accountability and a responsibility to reach back and say, you know what, this is what I learned. I can share it. I can do it just by being an example. Doesn't mean that you gotta go down the street and talk to Mrs. Smith or uh, Mr. Jones or Mr. Wachowski about what you know you're doing. You simply be who it is that you have allowed yourself to grow into. You simply be that person. That's what it's all about. That's what we need to do. That's what we need to we, we need to share with people. And let me say this: our parents. Mm -hmm. I don't know about your parents. My parents. They wanted to stay in the same place for years. It was comfort. You know, it was familiarity. And we're like, mom, dad, you know, my brothers, they moved to a different state. They, I mean, they wouldn't dare move to a different state. But as soon as they retired, they had a few years under their belt from going to visit my brothers who had gone to college in a different state, stayed there, never came back. You know what they did? My parents sold their house in the suburbs, right in Michigan, went to Texas, hmm. went and started and built a house from the ground up, something that they had never done before. We have an accountability and a responsibility. Since my parents did that, other family members are saying, hey, if they can do it, I can do it. There you go. We all need to move forward. Now, did you, your parents probably, they didn't plan to inspire or motivate the rest of the family to do what they've done. But look at the spinoff of that risk that they took, that willingness to embrace some change. Now, to your point, though, it took them maybe a couple of visits to Texas to to still stay connected to family and then see what the younger generation is doing. And then it's like, wait a minute, we could do that. Now it's funny. Cause you asked about my parents, like my dad's never been on a plane. 
I mean, so, I mean, <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, I believe it. I oh, yeah. believe it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I love my parents. I do. And it's funny. Like they're, they'll never move out of Pennsylvania. They've moved around a little bit, but only within maybe an hour or two, you know, they, <laughs> that's about it. Uh, Whereas I've lived in Arizona and Colorado and South Carolina and Pennsylvania. And so I've, I've been around the block. I've traveled the whole country coast to coast. I, you know, I've been to other countries, you know, it's, it's a different lifestyle. Like my dad tells me this day, he's like, listen, you do you. We're happy to, you know, watch you on Facebook and, and, and live vicariously through you. And, and my parents are cute. Like they, they have each other and they don't have like a ton of friends. Whereas like, I am the most social person out there, uh, but they're just yeah. happy. Like if they didn't have each other, like, Oh my God, it, it, it'd be crazy. Uh, so it's just people are like, wait a minute, that's your family. I'm like, yeah, we're a little different. <laughs> that's okay. But you know what? Doesn't that make it better? Doesn't that make it grand when, you know, parents can look at their children and say, wow, my son, my daughter is doing something that I've never done before. You know, that even gives them another experience, whether they live, leave and do something different or try something different or not. They've experienced it. They've mm -hmm. seen it in you. They've seen it in me. And you know what? That's what's great about it. That brings a full color to a family. You know what I'm saying? My brothers, like I said, they moved to Texas. Had they not done that, my sisters wouldn't have gone. My parents wouldn't have gone. I wouldn't have gone to visit and say, hey, you know what? I might be thinking about moving there once my daughter graduates from high school. You know, we don't know until we branch out. And that's the great thing about family. We can learn from one another and not, you know, be like, oh, why are they doing that? No, this is something different. Mm. It gives me an experience. It gives me something to go with. And like I said, we never graduate from the school of experience. I do love that quote, by the way, because people Thanks. underestimate the power of the school of experience, right? Like some people put on their, if they've never went to university or college, they'll put on their profiles like, oh, I'm, I graduated from the school of hard knocks. And mm -hmm. it's classic. I like it. Uh, I mean, admittedly, I, I was never supposed to go to college. I paid my own way through school and still paying that off, by the way. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm, 40, I'm, that's, I'm that's 42. I'm 42. I mean, but, that, but I didn't. I didn't go back and finally finish my degree until 29, 30 years old. So yeah. So, uh, but it's. I I wanted to be the first person in my family with a college degree. Do I need it? Nowadays, no. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I've had to teach myself almost everything. So, I, I that's a whole different podcast, right? Entrepreneurship versus collegiate uh, experiences. Did it teach me to hunker down, focus on my education like your child? Absolutely. Uh, did it give me a, a boost in self-confidence when I completed it and got that piece of paper? Absolutely. Granted, as soon as I finished a degree, I left and became a firefighter for a couple of years. So I was still in that risk-taking mode. <laughs> um, but the reason why I'm bringing this up is I want to tie this back to you is you're also a bit of a risk-taker. That's why I've been building you up to this point and asking your opinions on these things because – you do believe in encouraging other you others. You do love empowerment and networking. Mm -hmm. And it's funny you and I are talking about this right now in the middle of the coronavirus thing because I'm a tech buff and you and I are virtually talking right now, right? You're in another state. I'm in another state. We could be on the other side of the world. But thanks to 20, 2020, 2020, we have technology that can virtually connect people. And what I'm hinting at here is on your site at LashawnEngland.com, you have been promoting an event, which is literally what in a week from now, and it's a week. Boom! Right here, 
Journey Conquerors, Networking and Marketing 2020, right? Yes. Now, are you moving this to a virtual platform? You know what? Due to the coronavirus, we want to be safe. We want to comply with the the nation and what they've asked us to do. You have 100 to 200 people that's going to be at your event. They want you to cancel it. So, But we didn't want to do that because I'm a firm believer in empowerment. So what we decided to do was do a live stream with our panel discussion, and then we're going to do our keynote address, and then we're going to still do a live networking and empowerment event at a later time once all of this blows over. We are so super excited about bringing these people to the table. When I tell you, Scott, this is like a dream come true, a dream come true. When I tell you how I've always wanted to be a part of something where people were being empowered, people were being inspired, and it's not about me. It's about bringing people together. There's so many people that we don't get in contact with. You know, I look at the, uh, no, and this is no disrespect to anybody, but I look at big-name people, and I say, well, you know what? It's far-fetched. I may not ever meet these people. The people in my community may not ever meet them, but there's still some powerful, inspirational people right in my community that I can connect with, I can grow from, grow with, and learn from. And that's what it's all about with the networking and apartment events. Well, and I love this because like, I don't podcast to promote people's events, right? But I knew you had an event coming up and then I poked in right before the show today and I was like, huh. I was like, you know, I wonder if we bring this up today. And then just through our natural conversation, we're talking about embracing change, right? We're talking about networking. We're talking about empowerment. And I was like, well, we got to bring it up now because this totally applies because like full circle, right? We're talking about becoming socially fit, embracing mm-hmm. change to succeed. Mm-hmm. The power of networking, connecting with people virtually or physically in person if health health allows. And then empowering that. It's like, why cancel event? In the past two weeks, I've had four trade shows get canceled that I normally, I mean, I possibly could attend or normally attend. I've had uh, three conferences, two of the three already cancel or temporarily postpone and i'm like guys now trade shows i get it right you have a physical show floor you're showing off product and events i'm a marketing professional i get that but if it's a conference like whether it's big or small we have the virtual technology simple webinars like what you you and i are using zoom.us right now dude i pay a, a premium package i could stream right now 200 live participants right now there you go. We we running a conference right now. <laughs> but what what but people don't people forget about the the message that you're trying to get across. Like okay, yes, I get it. All right, let's look at the health impacts you guys did. Let's look at the messaging though that we're still trying to get across. Even if we can't do it physically in person, we could still get a virtual message across. And I love that you're saying then we, as soon as this blows over Let's follow up with that physical in-person event. And if anything, this may have actually created a whole new format that you guys might roll with for years to come. You may do like a virtual warm-up every year and then follow up with a physical in-person. It could be a whole new theme. We don't know. I absolutely love it. You know, one of the things that I was thinking about when I was uh, deciding, you know, what are we going to do? What can we do? Because we don't want people to miss out on you know, that connection. We don't want people to miss out on being empowered and being inspired. What can we do? And so I immediately thought about, okay, let's do a live stream. You know, people love stories. 
They love to hear about other people's lives and what they've done. And what our theme this year for 2020 is Journey Conquerors. And so the reason why we wanted to do Journey Conquerors is because you can conquer the journey. People need to understand that in this season and in this time, especially with this virus that's going on. You don't always have to be the one that's going to lose out. Some people will lose, but it doesn't have to be you. And we have, again, an accountability and we have a responsibility to be able to pour into those people, to let them know, to remind them, just like you're doing when you have your podcast. Hey, you can make it. You can do something great. You can be healthy. You can have a sound mind. You can have a good heart. You can have a healthy body. It's possible. You know, sometimes life happens, right? It's like an oxymoron. There you go. That's life the name happens. of my I business like life. But life happens. You know, things happen. People lose jobs. They lose children. They lose loved ones. You know what I'm saying? They get out. Of, they, they lose a relationship. Oh, oh, my goodness. That's like a huge thing. You just got married. Congratulations on your one-year anniversary. Right. I mean, you it's know, crazy. that's fantastic. That's inspiring. People want to know. Scott did it. He made it. And other guys said I would he never do it. <laughs> oh, but look at you. Look at you. Not only are you doing something that you love with your outside activities, you got your podcast, you have a beautiful wife, you understand, somebody that you love, and people can look at you and say, if I can do it, I can do it. Yeah, I'm nobody I, special. You know what I'm saying? If he can do it, I can do it. This yeah. is possible. Is there a learning curve? Absolutely. It's a learning curve in everything that we do. But the fact of the matter is, it's possible. If, 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 if success is attainable, then failure is not an option, right? Failure is not an option. I don't know if you can hear Calvin, our coonhound, saying hi, uh, but he was Who's howling that? just now. Yeah, that's our coonhound. Uh -huh. And speaking of, speaking of survival, he's a cancer survivor. We had to cut his leg off a year ago to save him from cancer. So he's now this like super powered tripod that like he was in the parking lot at the ski resort this morning chasing after other dogs because he's like, I don't care if I got three legs, I'm still gonna chase after you, right? He's like, cancer's got cancer's got nothing on me. I mean, let's do this, <laughs> right? But it goes it totally aligns with what you're saying, right? Like, listen, life ain't easy. Let, let's just sum all it. Well, you just preached right now. Like, let's sum it all up. Life isn't easy, ladies and gentlemen. You've just said it. LaShawn just said it. Like, the sooner you accept it, and then we realize, okay, let's look at the speed bumps. Let's look at the roadblocks. Let's look at the ones we can defeat, the ones we can overcome. Let's build up the mental fortitude and the success that comes from the ones we win. And then you take that fuel, add that to the bigger fire of, okay, that's that bigger roadblock I got to overcome. I may, may be able to do that today. Like, okay, back to public speaking, right? So it's like, okay, maybe I'm not ready to speak in front of 200 people or 2,000 people. Maybe I can go and virtually attend your event, watch other speakers do it virtually, which is even easier, right? Because you're not even physically in front of people. <laughs> it's a virtual right. event. And that's like, wait a minute. What if I could be inspiring other people on a microphone? Or on a, on a webinar cam like you and I are doing right now. Like, what if? There's all these what ifs. And it's, that's, that's, why, that's why I joked around. Like, I'm no way special. Like, guys, like, I listened to a lot of podcasts and audiobooks over the years. And finally, I got to the point where I'm like, I just need to launch my own show, dude. Like, I could do this better than half these people. Um, <laughs> all right? Like, I got, I got a voice to share. I want to help my co-hosts share their voices. I want to do something different. Everybody interviews people. I'm like, nope. I'm bringing on guest co-hosts. And it's been over three years now, and I'm still having fun doing it. That's the best part. Like, I could care less if I had five downloads or 5,000 downloads. 
I'm like, uh, you know, out of an episode, I'm like, wait a minute, am I helping somebody grow their brand? Am I helping somebody else get their voice out there that could be inspiring and motivating others? And am I also just having fun? <laughs> all absolutely. the above. All the above. Keep rocking the bike. You, <laughs> absolutely. You know, one thing that I was looking at you, uh, Scott, and it was so inspiring is that you've done it. You didn't show any fear. You weren't afraid to go out there and just do what it is that you love. And people are attracted to that. I was attracted to that. When when Pam told me about you and what you were doing and here's an opportunity, I was like, oh, this is fantastic. I want to just get to know him. You know, that real connection, that real friend. If I see you somewhere, I'm going to say, Scott, thank you for a fantastic opportunity to be able to uh, just grow. You know, want, and people miss that. I mean, genuinely. If you didn't know me, and you would think sad, that I was right? full of fluff. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, why, would, why, why are we missing would, these things? You know, because we we don't take the we take things for granted. We don't mm. take things as 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 it should be. You know what I'm saying? Real time, like we, we doing this virtual video right now. We don't take it uh, seriously. We take it for granted. And the thing about it is, when you have this opportunity, I don't care how what level it is to other people. To me, this is like top notch. This is like. Oprah, you learn. Is Oprah going to say, you know what? You, I don't even want to be bothered. Or did she come on here and say, you know what? Here's what you can do. You can grow. And I like what you're doing. I think it's fantastic. If I'm attracted to it, I'm telling other, others about it. People are attracted to that. They're in, attracted to inspiration. They're attracted to motivation. They're attracted to people who are doing it and not just sitting around talking about it Ooh, we can talk nice points the, not just yeah. saying it but actually doing it doing hold it. on we got to pause on that one <laughs> what it was so let's let you got to dig a little deeper in that one i do it all the time i can't i can't take the mic on this one like <sighs> they're saying it and there's doing it right as simple as it is are you going to talk the talk or you're going to walk, walk the walk absolutely right absolutely I, I got to tell you this really quickly. Oh, yeah, no. When not... I really decided to motivate people and to inspire people, one of the things that I started doing was I worked with homeless people. Hmm. I would go on the homeless outreach. I would, you know, be a part of the group that was feeding them lunch. You know, I went from there and I went to the next level, so to speak. I started to volunteer and work with a drug recovery program for men and women. I went from there. I wrote the curriculum. I said, hey, here's an opportunity for me to give back, not just talk about it, but be about it. And I actually day to day worked with these uh, people, grown men and women from all walks of life everywhere. Let me learn from them. Let me sit at your feet. Why did this happen to you? What would it take for you to come out of this? You know, what can I do as your neighbor, as your sister friend? What can I do to help you? Now, people will say, you know what? Ah, I don't really want to hear from you. You're true. just talking. That's I'm true. like, no, I'm sitting here with you. I want to learn from you. I want to grow. And I want to be a, a, an asset. And I want to be a help to you. And so when people see that you really care about them, and it's not about how much you know, how much education you got, you know, because we go to school, we get this education, and sometimes we don't do anything that has to do with our de degree. That's a right? whole other podcast about wasted education. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But just to know that they care, that you care, 
you know, that somebody sat down and talked with them, that somebody really wanted to find out about them, and then they take what they learn and they implement it in such a way like we've done with the networking and empowerment event where we're bringing in those men and women who are recovering from uh, drug addiction. We're bringing in women who have uh, survived from domestic violence. We're bringing in university students. We've even decided, you know what, we're going to open the door and have these high schoolers come because they need to know coming behind us. This is what we're doing. This is what you need to build upon, whether you go in a totally different direction, but at least you know that you have a foundation. I love what you hit on because actually, and if you got, you got a few minutes, cause we're coming to the end of our time slot. But you, sure. Okay. Sure. So you hit on a homeless. I, I've been involved now in, in charity and nonprofit now more years than I can count, but I wasn't always. You know, I was chasing the corporate mm -hmm. dreams back in the day before the firefighting, all that stuff. And uh, a good friend of mine, she owned a restaurant, and I used to go there because they had a martini club. You know, there's beer, there's beer mug clubs. Well, she had the martini club. Anyway, so I, I would sit at the end, and the the guy, I mean, I was hanging with him. He was actually my neighbor, and I ended up working for his company a couple of years later. But he was the CEO of his of his IT company. We're hanging out having a martini, and the owner just called me out one day, and she just, so what kind of charity work you do? <laughs> just out of the blue like i was like uh none it's just like well you seem quite versed you seem like you would communicate very well why don't you come by this weekend uh because i she's like we have a, an event and you're, you're friends with dev and so he's like you know dev sponsors it so you should just come and i'm like oh, okay i mean i had no i had no idea what i was getting myself for this she, she, when she tells you to do something you just do it <laughs> so <laughs> i did and she changed everything after that because mm. then I ended up, you know, fast forward, I ended up helping her run the website and then showing up at every single event. Wow. I would run the annual golf event with her. We would raise over six figures a year to help fund cancer wow. vaccine research locally, locally. Wow. She's an, she lost her father-in-law to pancreatic cancer. That's what inspired him. So that old charity, wow. it's, not, it's not around anymore, but her charity was called Green Hope Charities. And I, you just, I haven't thought about this in forever until you brought up that just connecting with people. And then mm -hmm. fast forward, that also then, while I was working with that, got me excited because I'm a hands-on guy, and I found Habitat for Humanity. And I got to give them a shout-out on this show because we're talking about giving back. Absolutely. I freaking love Habitat for Humanity. I yes. spent I spent two or three summers straight building homes with Habitat for Humanity here locally. And I remember – Wow. And here's that power you just talked about, right? Sitting down. And even though that person tells you that you don't care, and eh, I've heard it before – get through to them. And mm -hmm. I'm working with, I didn't understand. We were doing brand new construction, mind you, for Habitat. It was a big 40 home project. It was spread around the city of Bethlehem. And I was working on the very first home of a whole street that was going to be built. And I don't understand that Habitat, I guess you, I mean, if you want to get one of these homes, you actually have to put in hours towards the home, mm -hmm. not just get approved by a not, you know, a special nonprofit bank. Like you have to put in the work. So this, right. this, I forget the guy's name. Super cool little dude. I think he was. I think he was out of like Argentina. Or I forget where he was from. But awesome guy. I'm. Uh, everybody called me Spider Monkey because I'm the adrenaline junkie and I'm just running across the rooftops like like just just jumping across. I mean it's wide open roof. It's not even like roofed in yet. I'm just jumping from beam to beam because I just like I'm a rock climber and I just do that. And everybody's called me Spider Spider Man or Spider Monkey or whatever. And I'm telling him to come up here because it was the day where I finally put the rooftop on. I'm like, dude, get your butt up here. And he's like, I'm not going up there. He's like, you're crazy. And I said, dude, this is your home. Like, like I, 
I'm, I'm just a volunteer, but like, I will help you be safe. Like come up here and at least put one screw or one nail into what's going to cover your future home. Like, it's one thing to build a framework, but if you get to cover your home and you not just are buying this one day, but you literally got to put the roof over your family's head. And I, I would not back down. It, it took me two days <laughs> to convince this guy to get over his fear of heights. He got close. I strapped him in, tied him off, and he, he held on to the one beam, and then he hammered one thing in. I'm like, all right, that's good. And he's like, all right, I'm out of here. And he, he left. <laughs> but he was, I got to do one nail. And it made me feel so good. So maybe it was a little bit selfish for me. Um, but then I, I forgot about it. And then five homes later, and then I, was, I got word of the home dedication ceremony. And I went back and I totally forgot about oh, wow. it. And we're just hanging out. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're doing family. And like he comes over after the dedication. And he's just like, thank you. He remembered me. And I didn't know. And he's just like, oh, okay. I've already been working with how many volunteers and stuff like that. And he's just like, he's like, you helped me put the one of the, you know, my roof. And I'm like, no, no, no. I mean, you, you, I, I totally forgot about it. But he said, he's like, thank you. He's like, that was scary. It wasn't comfortable. I still remember these words this day. He's like, it was scary. It wasn't comfortable, and I know you 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 did not back down, and, and that was I, that's all I can remember from it. But I was like, I haven't thought about that in years since you talked about sitting down with homeless and talking to them. And if you do it in the right way, and mm-hmm. if you have the patience, I truly believe you can get through to people. Absolutely. And you got me to think people about people just that. want to know that you care. They want to know that you care because you don't know what has happened to them in their in their past. You don't know what their upbringing was like. When you see the derelict on the street, when I mean, I'm even going to say the person who's on drugs. Sure. You don't know. It could have been a child who was on, who was in foster care because at 18, they give you a garbage bag with your clothes until you have a good day. Hmm. You know, even from a foster home, a lot of them, they're called special needs and they don't, special needs children, not necessarily that they have a mental instability, oh. but because of the fact that they don't have a permanent home. So it's called special needs. They're over 12. They're not considered, you know, like little babies anymore. So they get out on the street. What happens in some cases, not all cases, some cases, those, they become your burglars. They become your murderers. And, and it's like when they get to prison or whatever, you know, you hate for them to do that. It's like, you know what? Somebody will get a hold of them sometimes and say, you know, this is a better way. You didn't have to go that way. And they learn. And when they get out, they have learned their lesson. A lot of people come down on those people, but they have no idea. How did they get there? Yeah. What happened to them? But you and what I, we have a responsibility. Yeah, we have a responsibility to tell people, hey, you know what? Get involved. Do what you love so that other people can be inspired, so that other people can learn and grow and not make those mistakes that we all see on the news and everywhere. I love it. And that's a good reminder. I mean, that's, uh, we forget about, again, the pro we're, we are products of our environments. I, if I had to yeah. sum up the whole show, I'm going to ask you to help leave behind some, some legacy message words for today, but it's like everything I got from you today, I always like to take something out of every show. And for me, it was, it's at the very end here, it's not just have the patience to sit down and try and hold the conversation, but don't give up because we are the product of our own our own environments and people we surround ourselves with. And to your point, some of these people might never have been given the other opportunity. They didn't know they could have ignored that circle of influence and gone to the other circle of influence, right? 
And unfortunately, they've made the mistakes. Then they've gone and gotten corrected. Now they're back to try and give it a second go. So help them find that better circle of influence so they can move beyond their past mistakes. Not everybody is going to keep doing the same dumb stuff that they did before. <laughs> Some people are no. looking for that new path. So it's powerful. You know, can I, can I just say this? Mm. Can I just say this really quickly? Oh, yeah. I want to say this. When we went to college, when we were in high school, we did some pretty dumb things. Oh, yeah. I don't know too many people who didn't. We just didn't get caught. Seriously, mm. we just didn't. Some of us didn't get caught. Some girls, you know, had babies before wedlock. Some of us just didn't get caught. Let's just be honest. Hmm. And we got away and we were able to grow and we were able to do some some things that people deem as great. And other people didn't. Should we look down on them? No. Absolutely not. Should we look at them and say, you know what? I don't know what happened to you. I don't know what, what took place in your life. But you know what? If I can do anything, I will try and do what I can. Some people you won't be able to help. And that's okay. You brush the, the, the dust off your feet. Keep on walking. You know what I'm saying? Because some people just are not ready for change. But then at the same time, you have some people that want to say, you know what? I want to get it. I don't like it here. I want to move from here. I want to know what it's like to, to climb the mountain. I want to know what it's like to walk the journey in the valley. I want to be able to fish in the ocean. I want to be able to do some things that I've read about, right? When you were in elementary school, you read about these things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, remember the book, Dr. Seuss' book, book who's, oh, yeah. who's Your Mother? You know, remember that book? It's who's a classic. It's a classic. It's a classic. And they went around trying to find who's your mother. We are mothers and fathers. Doesn't it? You know, it's not about an age. Mm -hmm. It's about those of us who have experience, those of us who have ex wisdom, willing to share it in an appropriate setting. I love that. Good points. Uh, I could have asked for something better to help bring us towards the end of the show. Uh, but I do want to do one last thing here for some screen sharing. So we're going to screen share the website again. And again, as a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, Journey Conquerors, Networking Empowerment, Saturday, March 21st, 2020. And as she has just confirmed today, they are moving to a virtual platform. So that's awesome. And for people out there like, hey, reach out, okay? Uh, try and get connected. You're watching this live on Facebook. I can't tell you that this show is going to be up in time before March 31st, but people watching this live on Facebook can actually do that, right? So that's the most important part is get connected get out there and find virtual you know connections like this do you want to actually get online right watch a webinar uh go to these social events like this uh find other things out there that's going to help surround yourself with better people and, and better opportunities to grow so again LaShawn gave us some power powerful words today to help close this out i love how she closed the show out towards the end there and again, I want you guys to make sure you connect all of her profiles, be connected on Facebook, uh, obviously on the, on the livefuel.com on her blog article as well. Again, this is already streamed here live today on March 15th. So if you listen to this in the podcast world, feel free to go back to the Facebook video on Live Fuel. But again, ladies and gentlemen, we're here to fuel your health, your business and your lifestyle. LaShawn helped us do that today. I'm going to screen share one last time. Boom. There we go. Journey Conquerors. Networking and Empowerment 2020. She's got a big lineup, a lot of influencers. So again, ladies and gentlemen,
We're here to fuel. Again, a second time. Health, business, and lifestyle. So keep getting empowered. And remember, you too can live the fuel. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com. Thank you.